Hi, this is Mark Wolfman, creator of Deathstroke and Bullseye and Teen Titans, and you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This week, we are talking about Wasatch Comic Con, a con for creators. But first, joining me, we've got special guest Nick English. I'd like to thank the Academy for not inviting me. Yep, yep, special guest. All right, and then we've got an enthusiastic fan, Jeff Dumas. All the autographs. <laughs> All the celebrities and autographs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I got to get Wilson's autograph. <laughs> All right, we've got the con head himself, the co-founder of Wasatch Comic Con, Roger Prowse. That is me. <laughs> Welcome back for your second appearance and episode. I tried to combine those words and it didn't really work out, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, this is longer than most people tolerate me, so well done. <laughs> well, oh, well, oh, it's still you know. early. It, it, it's because I'm your humble con man. I'm Brandon Ushio. I can, I can handle those, these, this for a little bit because what you don't know is I'm conning free tickets from you out of this whole thing. Yeah, you might be disappointed. <laughs> Wait, you promised me free tickets. <laughs> Isn't the con free? What? Uh... So we all get free tickets. He's like Oprah. You get free tickets. You get free tickets. Yeah, everybody, look under your seats right now. <laughs> There's nothing there. We'll bring them out to you. <laughs> now go uh, online and pre-register. Yeah, that's okay. We'll we'll t- we'll talk about that in a second. But that's that's a pretty important thing to do. So uh, Wasatch Comic Con is April 27th to 28th at the Valley Fair Mall, and that is correct. there's a couple cool things about this convention. First, we talked about it's free, and second is that it's based around actual comic book creators and not just the celebrities that star in the stuff that the comic book creators created. So yes. Roger, you're the co-founder, yeah. and you're and you're actually going willing to talk to us about this convention and some of these cool creators, right? Yeah, and so um, you know, we call it a con creator for creators. It's not just comic creators. We have a lot of great like fantasy artists. You know, we're open to uh, authors. We have a actually we just landed a guest today that we haven't announced yet, who's a sculptor, who's out an excellent um, an excellent sculptor. We have. Um, People who make, you know, jewelry and, and trinkets and that kind of stuff, too. So uh, it's it's a con for creative people and the people that create the franchises and the characters that you kind of know to love through all the different media forms. Very cool. That's uh, I, I remember talking to you guys about this when you guys were coming up with the ideas and I was just thinking to myself, this is such a good idea. Uh, why do you guys think that like this is a space that you guys need to fill? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of reasons for it. From one angle, um, you know, just on my own personal soapbox, I feel like, you know, it's for me, I've always been more interested in the creators. Like, yeah, Chris Evans seems cool. You know, you know, all these different actors, they seem cool. And I really like their performances just like anyone does. But if I want to know what's really going on behind the scenes or if I want to know what's really in the people's brains or in the character's mind. I should be talking to the person who wrote it, the person who created it, the person who designed it. And and from my personal experiences traveling to cons and meeting some of these people, I've met quite a few celebrities and even the best ones paled in comparison to an average creator. Um, because these guys, you know, these guys aren't celebrities in their full time. They walk the streets and go to the grocery store like you and me and no one knows who they are. You know, I was in Portland a couple weeks ago and Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarlane were walking down the street together and I watched people passing them not having a clue who they were. 
And those are as big a names as you're going to find. You know, they really when they when they say you, you say they act like everyday people, they really are. And so they just want to be there talking about what they do. And they have the enthusiasm and excitement that I think that you just can't get any other ways. And it's some of the most positive experiences I've had. And it's something that I will, I really want to bring that you know, to this market. I think we've got a great culture here for geeks and nerds. And I think that a lot of that has not yet discovered how great the creator end of things and the, and the comic end of things are um, and how and how much they'll enjoy that. And so that's what we're hoping to do is kind of introduce them to some of those things and, and show them how, how awesome some of that is. You know, come down, even if you're not into it, have fun with everything else and find a creator that you hit it off with and give their stuff a shot. It means a lot to, you know, these people if they if they can get their work in, in someone's hand. It's amazing how people will latch onto the celebrities and not necessarily know who the creators are. Sure. Now, one of the last Comic-Cons, Salt Lake uh, Comic-Cons before the name change and everything like that, they had uh, Tara Strong there, who's the voice actor for Raven in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. And then they also had Marv Wolfman there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because because Tara Strong was there, there was a bunch of like teenage girls and young girls dressed up like Raven in cosplay, and they were yes. all excited to go see Tara Strong. And I would talk to them, and you know, I'd, I'd say, "Hey, did you know that the creator of Raven is actually here? The person who came up with the idea for Raven?" And they, no, where, where where are they at? They're looking around Celebrity Row, expecting to see him there. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's please. a booth over there by the by the <laughs> artists. Yeah, and, over in the corner next to the pretzel shop. <laughs> yeah, and, and Marv Wolfman, he had no line. I went there and talked to him for a while. So, yeah. I mean, everyone was excited once they found out, but they just, you know, they these people just don't hold the celebrity cachet, so to say. No, exactly. And, and, and it plays to, you know, to the positive. A lot of the guys that we recruited for this show are guys that we've had personal experience over the course of time and have really great experiences with at cons and meeting them and talking to them. And, and like you know, it, I started out as a fan like everybody, and a lot of these guys I now, even before putting on this show, consider personal friends and talk to them on a regular basis because you hit it off with these people. And, again, it's it's they're just people, you know, and, and it, it's really cool. Like who? Who are some of these people? This is where you plug guests. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I mean, no, actually, so Kevin Eastman's one of our big headliners, and for those who don't know, Kevin Eastman is the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The what? Um, the the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm kidding. TMNT. <laughs> oh, that new that new cartoon that's coming out. Yeah, that looks yeah, great. Yeah, that looks brand, great. Brand new, uh, cutting edge. Uh, so he he created the original Mirage series back in the '80s. He also was instrumental in creating the original cartoon um and and the original movies that we kind of all grew up with he's actually still active working on the idw ninja turtles and doing supervision over the nickelodeon ninja turtles um he he actually helps design a lot of the new characters and formulate where the story goes and and the overall story arcs and that kind of stuff so what you're saying is uh, that he may have been the guy who came up with the spinny ball of death that michelangelo is now now swinging around i think we definitely need to ask him that if you ask him he will tell you 100 percent. so um you know i'm i'm a old school turtle fan from when i was a kid and i've that's always been one of my favorite things and so you know i was i was a little starstruck the first time i met him but you know getting to talk to him over the course of a couple cons and his him and his his wife who's his manager and found out they're they're two of the nicest people i've met and kevin's one of the nicest most honest people um, he loves everything about the Ninja Turtles. He loves when people make Ninja Turtle fan art. He loves when, I mean, he talks about there was during, you know, after the show hit big, a bunch of different comic books came out that were blatant ripoffs of the Ninja Turtles. There was a, a geriatric gang green uh, jujitsu hamsters or something, or jujitsu gerbils. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's some, just some, a bunch of ridiculousness. And Kevin's a fan, and he buys every single issue. You know, like that's how much he just loves it. Um, you know, he, he isn't out there trying to sue him for copyrights. He's encouraging the creativity and encouraging everyone to kind of work together. And he's one of the most personal guys. You know, when you talk to him, he's the only – you're the only person in the room. He'll carry on a conversation, you know, with you and tell you all about your favorite characters and all everything you need to know, want to know about them. Uh, Matt Hawkins is one of my favorite writers who, again, real open, real honest about all that kind of stuff. Thomas Estrada, who is a Disney, former Disney animator, as well as a DreamWorks animator. He's done some video game work as well. Another guy that's just super cool, very good, cool, cool to hang out with. Uh, Philip CV, Doug Wagner, a couple of local comic creators who are both phenomenal. And, you know, I spent those are and again you know, back to the guys that i consider personal friends you know i met up with uh doug last month in seattle and we spent you know, we went to the bar and hung out for like two hours because he's one of the best dudes to hang out with um that i've met so um and you know and we got a list that goes on from there you can see them all at wasatchcon.com um, we're really excited too there's a few i've never met that are coming in bob mcleod is the creator of the new mutants i'm really excited for he's a legend in the industry i've never had the chance and opportunity to meet him he's coming in timothy Lim, who's done a lot of really great cover art for idw on a lot of their back to the future and teenage mutant turtle stuff um, he's coming in and i haven't never had a chance to meet him at a show either so uh, a lot of guys we're really excited for well cool it sounds like you've got a good lineup are you guys done with the guest announcements you got more coming you guys thank you for bringing me on i'm going to give you guys one so brand new, never announced. I'm going to give you guys a brand new announcement here. If, I don't know if any of you guys have ever, if you got a chance, look it up if you haven't. But there's a comic strip called Collectors. Uh, it's a fantastic comic strip. I think it would be really good for, for your uh, audience. It's about being a grown-up and also being a nerd and dealing with you know adult <laughs> none of, relationships. None of us do um, that. Yeah, not a one of us. Uh, dealing with adult relationships and being a grown-up and still having these, these you know tendencies. Uh, it's fantastic. It's super witty. And the creator of that's a, a guy named Eddie, Eddie D'Angelini. He's going to be coming in from L.A. He's one of my good friends. He also is a comic shop owner from L.A., but he'll be here uh, as well. And he's doing a really awesome Batman print for us. It's going to be an exclusive print to the show. Um, so if you guys have a chance, go check out Collectors and get hyped for that one, because I think you guys would really enjoy it. That's at CollectorsComic.com. And uh, I can't believe you. You had me actually talking to him for a week, and I had no idea that he was a creator. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you introduced us on Facebook, but yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. We've got we've got more guest announcements coming. You made an, an announcement right here. You, you you said you've been to other conventions. I, I kind of want to get to know the the impetus, the backstory of this. What was the very first comic convention that you ever went to? San Diego Comic Con. So you started What's out that? at like What's the that? big at the big at the big one. <laughs> As an attendee, my first one I ever went to actually was vending the very first Salt Lake Comic Con. So I started out as a vendor. My first one I attended, though, was San Diego Comic-Con. So, yeah, I saw it from both ends there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's where I met Kevin for the first time and, uh, you know, talked to a lot of people within Salt Lake Comic-Con, talked to a lot of the guests about Salt Lake Comic-Con and just kind of, you know, found through those discussions that there seemed to be, you know, a, a demand for, you know, the creators and, and some of these people and, you know, not really a little more demand than what was met. And so we decided that, you know, we were, we wanted someone to do it. We were like, oh, we're going to try and talk someone into doing it. And then one day we're driving back from uh, amazing Arizona Comic-Con. Um, and we left it and went, yeah, that was a great con. That's what we like. That's what we are into. Let's, you know, I hope somebody comes and does something like that. And we finally just go, well, you know, we're somebody. Why don't we just try it? So uh, that was about three years ago. Been talking ever since, trying to work out the logistics 
um, talk to the Valley Fair Mall into hosting it for us and making sure that it's done in a way that actually feels like a convention and doesn't feel like a bunch of people setting up booths in a mall. So we have our own separate convention hall, separate panel rooms. It's going to be a very real convention inside the mall. Why did you choose a mall? Uh, because it was free. <laughs> you know, know we, maybe that's where their store is brandon come on <laughs> no i mean honestly the biggest having the store in the mall gave us the ability to reach out to the mall and have them take us seriously but really what we wanted to do ultimately was we wanted to try and make this as attainable for as many people as possible and so by being able to not pay for the facilities you know most places have to charge the crowd to pay for the facilities um and, and trying to eke out some profit and for us this isn't a profit event you know we're not looking to make any profit on this event we're not going to make any profit on this <laughs> event you know we've got some exclusive to try and cover some of our costs but you know we we're doing this as a, an effort to grow the market and to grow the um you know the the exposure uh around the public so our goal from the start was just to get as many eyeballs as possible and give people as good of an experience both from the attendee and the guest standpoint uh, to have as good of an experience as they possibly can. And that's what that's what our goal still is. So the mall really was a really good way for us to be able to do that. I mean, that, that's kind of what I was what what I was getting at though, because I mean, so you're doing it at a mall because you have a hookup with the mall, and you're doing that so that you can make this a free event. But just because you're not charging anybody to go, this is not a free event to put on, right? Not by any means. No. <laughs> so, no, this so, is very expensive, actually. So much in order... more so than we originally thought. Actually, yeah, it just <laughs> it keeps adding up. <laughs> yeah. I, so, why why is it important that people go and register online for their admission? A couple different reasons. First off, if you'd like to support the con and get some amazing stuff while you're at it, we do have some really cool VIP packages. You know, most cons VIP, I, I feel like you don't really get that much for them. We tried to put this into something where it's it's you really get a lot for your money with our VIP packages. You know, we, we've got um, Shelby Robertson, who's a great artist. He's actually been up to Salt Lake Comic Con a lot of times. Uh, you probably have seen his prints and, um, and he's done a lot of work throughout the year. He's been around forever. Um, he's doing some very cool ex original art for our VIP packages. So when you get when you're actually getting a hand drawn original art piece from him. You're going to get a merchandise merchandise bag. You know, our TMNT one comes with a bunch of different TMNT books and toys and that kind of stuff. So you're going to get a bunch of different, um, you know, various merchandise. You're going to get exclusive color print of an, a, a Kevin Eastman drawing that is only featured at our con. You're going to get a, a color and a black and white version of a comic cover that Kevin Eastman does if that was only lined in, in time for our con. Guaranteed access to his panel, a VIP line for his autograph, which is going to be very valuable because he's going to have a line. And, you, you know, you're going to get a lot of a lot of really cool stuff with it. So well, well, well worth doing. And that definitely does help us out as well. And then day of, again, being a free event, there's going to be some lines, especially to register with tickets. And so if you get yours pre-registered, helps you to avoid the line, helps us to get them kind of out to you and helps us to organize things a little bit better. And you can kind of get past that line and, and go right into having fun right off the bat. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's so go. I mean, if anyone complains about standing in lines, usually it's because they didn't do enough prep work. So don't be one of those people who didn't do the prep work to <laughs> register. And yeah, well, and, 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 you know, this is our our first year running a con. We're really, really excited for it. 
but uh, you know, we will have we're actually releasing panels here pretty soon. So go on to Facebook, uh, find WatsatchCon on Facebook. Please like us on there. It's a really good tool for communication for us. And you know, we're I run that page. So if you ever want to hit us up, you have questions or whatever. You know, we're not a big conglomerate con. You know, we're not going to send you to a PR team. You're talking to the people that are doing it all. You know, so hit us up. We'll, we're here. That's that's really cool. So he said three years ago was when you were like, okay, let's do this con. Three years. What uh, what was it that what unexpectedly took, so took three years to get this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. We've been waiting for this. Uh, a lot of things. There's a lot to. I mean, honestly, it's such a different idea the way that we're doing it. Most of the time was just spent convincing people that we were serious and that it wasn't too weird to try. Uh, the first people we had to convince was the mall, which that took some time. And then after we convinced them all, we had to start convincing guests. Kevin was the first guest who said, I'm in. You know, he was the very first person, including the local guests, who just said, yeah, let's do this. That sounds like a great idea and I want to be part of it. And so it took a while to kind of talk everybody into it and to let them know we were serious and let them know that we were going to do this weird and crazy and, you know, different thing and that we could make it work. And, uh, you know, after that, we had to get into place a, a plan for, you know, how are we going to get the guests from the airport to the hotel how are we where are we going to set up the panel rooms how are we going to prevent present the schedules do we have to print programs what kind of cards you know paper stock are we using when we print the programs like you know there's a there's a lot more to it than just uh you know open and and be ready for people so (laughs) so what i just heard was that you have a lot to thank to kevin easton because saying hey kevin eastman is in I'm sure that there were a lot more people that were like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll come too. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. Kevin Kevin is the reason that the dominoes fell into place and it didn't take another year. Because I could go up to people and I'd say, Kevin's, you know, one of our guests is Kevin Eastman. And they'd say, oh, you were serious about this. You know, he he doesn't just do any show. And we'd go, yeah, no, we were serious about this. And so they would they would take us seriously, you know, at that point. But, you know, Kevin, Kevin wasn't just going to say the first, you know, two scruffy looking kids from Utah that said they're going to put a Comic-Con in the mall. I do have to say, you are pretty scruffy looking. So yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you I might even say a nerf herder. <laughs> you might, you might. Um, and so uh, it took some time. We had to, you know, we met him at a lot of cons and spent a lot of time talking to him and Courtney and, and you know, talking to him about who we are and what we do and about our show and about our store and, you know, about what our goals are for the industry and our goals are for this, for the fans and, and that's what really convinced him was saying, hey, this is, you know, we are trying to get out to a new fan base and we're trying to get people that, you know, are interested in your work, but maybe don't exactly know who you are and couldn't pick you out of a lineup to get some FaceTime so you can, you know, really share your passion about this stuff. And that's really what what nailed it. So in all these discussions with people about uh, trying to convince them that you were serious and that this was a real thing. Do you feel like any of that, like when you were trying to convince somebody else that it was real, do you feel like you were trying to convince yourselves that this was a real thing? (laughs) We were trapping ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We were giving ourselves no option but to believe it's real. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely had a certain point where it felt like it was a little bit more real than others for sure. Because I, you know, I come up with all sorts of crazy business ideas and entrepreneurial ideas. And there are some times where I'm like, yeah, this would be a cool idea. And it goes no further than that. And there are other times where I'm like, sure. where I put a little bit of effort into it. But it always sure. requires me like, just convincing myself just a little oh, bit yeah. more. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you know anything about, you know, our history, both mine and, and Charles's, we're the kind of that we're the type to just do things and not, you know, to to a detriment sometimes. But 
Um, we don't like to overthink it. So if we decide we want to see something done and we want to do it, we, we oftentimes just kind of jump in uh, and say, you know what, we're going to learn as we go and we're going to make it as great as we can. And we're going to work as hard as we can and we're going to try and make this work. And, you know, most of the time, most of the time so far, luckily it has. But, um, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways, you know, we, we've had a lot from the creators of people when we pitch them the idea and tell them about it. They go, wow, this is really cool and it's super unique and it's so cool that you guys are doing something like this. And I've been hoping that somebody would come along and do something that was, you know, a creator focused con for a long time. We go, great. Does that mean you're in? And they go, let us know if you don't fall on your face and we might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, sign us up for you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's been the most likely. And that's actually one of the best things, you know, that I'm telling people about the attendance is, Hey, you know what? I think we've got a great creator list, but even if you're not in it for the creators, even if that doesn't thrill you, we have other things going. And when I go to creators every year, if I can give them attendance numbers that show increases or show strong attendance the next year, then I'm going to get more talent, you know, a deeper, a deeper pool of, of talent every single year that we can build it. And a lot of these guys, they want to see those numbers to make it sure that it's worth their time for the weekend to come out. So uh, even if you just come out, pick up a wristband, hang out for a few hours, go to see, you know, Avengers that weekend and grab some grab some food while you're at the mall. You know, anything you can do that that kind of gets that up. You know, we'll, we, I really think that you'll have a lot of fun. We've got some really good panels. We've got some really cool workshops that we're doing where people are, some of these creators are actually going to have lessons on, you know, how to write comic books and how to, um, you know, Brandon's doing a panel for a, or a workshop for us, um, you know, and you can come Wait, out and I meet am? some of your podcasts. <laughs> no, um, I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are now. <laughs> hey, that's how we found out we were going to be guests too. <laughs> like, oh crap, really? That's a thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sweet. It, it pays to know the people in charge. Um, yeah, so right. let me ask you a question. You said that you and Charles are both the kind of people to just jump into things. Why? What do you think makes you guys that kind of a person? And where, where does that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's our ADD. We don't <laughs> want to like to. You overthink things too long, it gets boring, so you just want to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. I, don't Fair know. I, wish I, could, I wish I had a better answer for you, but it's just been... You yes, know, if you look through, we, we don't necessarily feel like we're doing it that way at the moment, if that makes sense. But afterwards, we look back and go, yeah, yeah, we just kind of jumped into that one, didn't we? So, you, so you're just jumping into this and, and you've got some really cool things planned. Um, you got some people who are fi- who are finally starting to say, oh, this is a real thing. Where did you figure out how to do all of this? Where did you figure out, hey, this is how you put on a con. This is these are the things you have to look at. Was it attendance or did you meet somebody or like YouTube videos? Like what? How are you? How are you figuring this out? It's a lot of different things. I mean, a lot of it. We have been at this point. I've been to a lot of conventions, from you know, relatively small conventions all the way up to I've been to San Diego Comic Con. I think five times now. You know, my Charles has been to New York Comic Con. He's been to just about every major con in the, in the country. We've gone to C two E two, Emerald City. You know, so we've been to a lot of different shows. We've vended a couple of different shows in a couple of different states. We've been to some really nice small comic type shows to, to get some ideas and model after picks of the brains of some of the guys running those shows. Um, a good friend of mine actually runs the Wasatch Reptile Expo. Uh, he lives out here by me and, and I kind of picked his brain on some of the general, like how do you run a, you know, a show? Um, and he gave me some great advice. We have received great advice from uh, Brandon's actually helped us out uh, on a lot of it as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Not Bell you. different Brandon <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff, Jeff Jeff Bell um, with Defense Strip Media has been amazing he's done a lot of our graphic work going to be our, moderating he's going to be yep he's going to be a moderator and you guys it's, it's worth coming just for him because he's outstanding at what he does 
Um, but he helped us a lot with the technical end of things, the, the graphic design and the website and that kind of stuff. Um, we've got, luckily a lot of our, you know, a lot of our friends have, have done a lot of work with Salt Lake Comic-Con over the years and have offered to pitch in and help with their expertise and Salt Lake Comic-Con themselves have been very supportive, you know, of, of our efforts and very cool about this as well. So kind of, and then, in and, and, you know, I actually, believe it or not, I picked the brain of, you know, Kevin and Courtney a little bit and some of my guests. Like, hey, what do you guys like to see? You know, what do we need to know? What mistakes what have should we cons not done make? Wrong? What have cons yeah, done wrong? Yep. Yep. What mistakes do we need to not make? You know, and uh, and that kind of thing, too. So um, just everywhere we could get information, we just soaked it up and learned. And I'm sure we're going to get to the end of it and think about 100 things we can do to make year two better. And that's how you grow. That's how you get better every year. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so let me ask you about this with, uh, going through and doing this, what do you, what has been the hardest part about organizing this so far? I mean, I know we still have a month to go and so this could change in that next month, but sure. What has been the thing that's like been just the most stressful part about it? Uh, you know, honestly for right now, and this will change, I'm sure as things go on, but at this stage, um, it's that, that, uh, period of convincing people that we're legitimate, you know, um, and that's, that's not going to be over until probably year two or three, you know, cause there are some great people who have decided we are, and there's still some people on the fence and waiting to see how it works. So, um, that's, that's really been the part where it's like, yeah, you know, it, it gets a little frustrating when you hear a lot like, oh, we love what you're doing. It's such a great idea. I've been waiting for someone to do this. If you're successful, then we'll participate. You know what I mean? And it feels a little bit like, hey, we're, we're, we're you know, we're jumping off a pretty big cliff here while you hold our hand and jump with us. But I, on the other hand, I, you know, I don't fault or blame any of them for that because this is their profession. This is what they do for a living. So, um, you know, they need to take it after their own interests. So I don't fault them at all, but that has, that has been frustrating at times. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing is that the most important thing that a normal person listening to this podcast can do, and I use the normal, I use the term normal very loosely because it's the the fandomaniacs. Um, So we've got, but the most important thing that we can do is that we can go register for our free ticket. Yeah. Get your ticket, tell your friends, bring your parents, bring your nieces and nephews and your aunts and uncles and like tell other people like, Hey, yeah, I know you're not into comics, but I really feel like you've had fun at this. You know, if, if you know anyone who's ever been a turtles fan, I promise you, you need to go to Kevin Eastman's panel. He's got one of the best panels I've ever been to if not the best of a single creator panel, even to show up for that. You don't have to go for the whole event. Find a piece of the event that you really enjoy. Show up, get your free ticket, wander around, be part of it, kind of be part of something and uh, let your friends and tell everybody, you know, everybody you can get them all registered and, and get them all over there. Okay. That's cool. So like Kevin Eastman puts on a good show. Um, and I mean, who's not a turtles fan at this point at some point. Yeah. Some iteration. And the best part about right Kevin, now, Nick, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, if you're not a Turtles fan and you meet Kevin, you will be. I mean, my, my brother was never no. a Turtles fan. Nick's just not a fan of the current cartoon. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the current iteration. I know. Not even well, the current, the, the, the near future. Sure. Yeah, the, best part about, true. the best part about Kevin is you can talk to him about anything with the Turtles. You can talk to him about his Mirage work. You can talk to him about the animated stuff in the 90s. You can talk about the stuff now. The Batman meets TMNT? Hell yeah. Yeah, he, he's into that too. Like he, he, any of that type of stuff. He's going to tell you a story about it that you didn't know. He's going to tell you, you know, he's going to look at, he's going to come to your level. You can have, I've seen him at panels where six-year-old kids come up and they're fumbling over their words in the panel sitting at the microphone. And he goes down and walks down and sits at their level and has a conversation with them. And the very next person is a 45-year-old man and they're having a conversation on the same level. The guy has just this incredible ability to just kind of switch into different people and kind of you know really work with people 
Cool. So my son is nine years old, and he is big into drawing and art right now. He loves drawing, you know, dragons and superheroes and, you know, the things that little nine-year-old boys like to draw. Sure. Sure. Uh, is this something that would, as a parent, would be good to bring him to? Yeah, absolutely. I, we've got a lot of great artists there that are that are really, really good with kids. Um, Thomas Estrada is one that I had mentioned. Uh, another one who's who's a lesser known artist who's just starting out, but she's phenomenal. Uh, her name is April Reyna. She's coming in from Phoenix. Um, you know, I met her at Amazing Comic Con. The reason I met her is she sat, she talked to my daughter, gave her a little drawing demo, draw her a little Darkwing Duck on a piece of paper for her, made her whole con. You know, it was one of the best experiences she had. And so we, we knew when that happened, hey, maybe not a lot of people are going to know who she is, but she's going to give a lot of people a great experience. So we want her as part of our show. Um, and so we, we pursued her as a, as a guest at that point. So, um, you know, we're, there's a lot of those. We're also working with Thomas Estrada right now on a special workshop where you can actually go in and learn to draw the Disney characters that he's worked on with him. I think that would be a great event as well. That's cool. That's cool. We've we've talked to Thomas Estrada before. Unfortunately, it was right after we took apart our entire podcast rig is when he came up and started talking to us. And so we didn't get it recorded, but he's got some cool stories and he's a he's a great guy. Yeah, um, he is. He's he's excellent. So while you, while you've been putting this on. Okay, so you so Kevin Eastman was the first one that you said. Was he the first artist that you pitched on this or is it just the first one that said yes? Uh, no, he was not. And actually, you know, I have to go back, rewind a little bit because I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Actually, Kevin was not the first. Uh, I lied a little bit. Chad Harden was actually the first. Chad was the one. Um, Chad was really the one who kind of pushed us into this whole thing. You know, when we were on the on the fence about it, he was the one like, guys, you need to do this. Uh, this has to happen. And so. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, Chad Harden is. He is a artist for DC Comics. He's done a little bit with Marvel as well, but he's most known for his work on Harley Quinn. Uh, he was the Harley Quinn ar- artist through most of the New 52 as well as through the beginning of Rebirth. And Harley uh-huh. Quinn is kind of like uh, DC's Deadpool. So they put her She's wherever wherever yes. they can fit her. And yes. sometimes yeah. even then they shove her in there anyway. Yep, and Chad still does a lot of amazing cover work for DC. Uh, he's a great artist uh, and a really cool guy. Uh, Chad's one of our favorite people, and so Chad was, you know, Chad has a lot to a lot of credit for this con too because he was the guy that's like, hey, I'm going to stick my nose on the line. I'm going to I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell these guys that you're legitimate. You know, I'm going to tell a lot of these different creators if they have a question, they can call me because this is these are my guys. You know, and um, you know, so Chad was one was actually the first guy, and then Kevin was our our first our, our second and he was our first kind of out of state um you know headliner guest um but no before before kevin we had approached you know before our right around we had approached dozens i mean i could i could give you a list of people we've approached with this that <laughs> would you know i would ramble on for an hour and, and i and i still wouldn't get them all how have your social circles changed since you've been working on this project uh, I definitely hang out with more comic people than I used to. <laughs> yeah, you start to feel, I mean, that's actually part of it that gets a little weird sometimes is when you stop and you start to realize you're talking about a lot of guys who, you know, you're, you've read their books and you were big fans of them and you approached them as a fan, as a big fan. And, and now you're on a first name basis and you're talking to them about, with each other and telling stories about them and inside jokes and, you know, stuff where it gets a little surreal after a moment where you're like, wait, you know, I'm, you know, walking through Emerald city comic con a couple weeks ago and I hear someone, Hey, you know, shout my name from across the hall. And I look over and Josh Williamson's there waving at me, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and that was, that was surreal for a minute because I've been a huge fan of his since well before his DC work. 
Um, you know, and we get that a lot. You walk around the, the artist alley. I didn't leave artist alley at Emerald city, uh, because every five feet, you know, five steps I took, it seemed like someone was recognizing me and talking with me and, and, or, or I was introducing myself to someone new. So it was pretty cool. Uh, that is. So before, before you started hanging out with a bunch of comic creators, what did you do? Like, so you talked about how you're going, you're going to these is just fans kind of like, I want to, I want to know where Roger was at before this entire process started. Yeah. We started, we started just as everybody else does. You know, I started with a back. I mean, I always still have a backpack on my back, but I just, uh, you know, I started with a backpack full of books walking up saying here, Mr. Sign these for me, please. I really love your work. You know, um, you know, I mean, you talk, I talk about Josh Williamson, the reason why, um, you know, I, I think he remembers me and can pick me out, you know, when we're in those types of things um, is, you know, I approached him when he had no one at his table, when he just had a couple indie books out and started talking to him about his personal, you know, the stuff he was creating and, and how much I enjoyed it and how much I loved it. And after a couple cons of being the guy who walks up and I, the next time he sees me and not only do I have more books for him and more to ask him about his personal stuff, but I bought his T-shirt, you know, and I'm wearing <laughs> it there and, and uh, was just legitimately a really big fan of his stuff. And so. I was really excited for him when he got his big DC announcement and got his 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 big uh, his big Flash uh, story arc that he's currently on. Um, but you know, with those guys, they remember uh, you know when when you were the fan that was there early on. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, we just started out with uh, going up to guys and buying some sketches and buying some you know autographs. And most of the time, we were traveling these cons either for fun or. You know, we had a lot of more. We'd, we'd get regular customers where we'd say, oh, this guy's going to be there and this guy's going to be there. And we did it as favors like, oh, you got a book. I'll get it signed for you while I'm there and did it as favors for some of our regulars as a way to thank them for being regulars and thank them for coming into the store and, and supporting us. And um, as a way we could give back to them. So that's really how it first started us going to these cons was just using it as a way that we could get cool stuff to thank our customer base. And then it just kind of developed from there. Do you have any uh, indication of how much like a signed something would be, even though that some, you know, everything is free? Sure. Sure. That's a great question. I mean, give, uh, and that's actually some... one of our most frequently asked questions. Sure. Uh, so all the prices for autographs, unlike like Salt Lake Comic Con, which people are used to, we don't handle any of the autographs. So you don't buy it, any of it from us. You don't do any of that from us. That has nothing to do with us. That's 100% based on the creator. The creator gets all of that money. We don't get a split from it. That's our way of, you know, making it worth their time coming out. Um, also, for anyone who's new to the comic-focused cons, um, you know, one of the things you should really, you know, bring some extra cash for is a lot of these artists, they do, like, original drawings and original artwork. Um, and they'll do requests and commissions and stuff for you on the spot. And it's one of the coolest collections thing you can do. I mean, honestly, I, I collect a lot of stuff and I think my, my sketch collection is probably my favorite because every single one of them ties to like a very specific memory and social interaction with these guys. And, and, and there's a creative process where you start kind of spitballing with the creator about what to do. And, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and a lot of these guys are going to be doing commissions while they're there. So, you know, bring a little extra cash and find someone whose art you really like and have them draw your favorite character. I got a commission, a convention from Ed McGinnis of Nova. And yeah, uh, awesome. it was, it was really cool. He's, he, awesome. he was a really cool guy. He, you know, it, it was not too expensive. I bought an art book and had a commission done by him and it was really cool to watch him do that too. Like he just sat yeah. down and within, you know, it was 15 minutes because, you know, Ed McGinnis is Ed McGinnis and kind yeah, of, yeah, right. He's and, done and it once he can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He's kind of got that muscle memory down. 
Um, well, and a lot of those guys too, if you talk to them for a bit and they really like it, they get really excited to show you their work, you know, and they, when you order that commission, these guys really want you to enjoy what they put back in front of you. Um, and, and again, we recruited guys based on our, our experiences. I've, some of my favorite commission artists are at this show. <laughs> so, um, so you can't go wrong with the guys at the show, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause all of these guys are, are great. Uh, so there are, for, so they're like, well, Roger's already given us all this money. We might as well go to his show. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I kind of suckered him into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, as far as the, the one that people obviously ask the most about is Kevin. Um, Kevin will not be doing commissions at the show, but he will have, some for sale at his booth. VIPs get in early to get the best selection on these commissions that he brings. Um, as far as autographs, he's doing one autograph per person for absolutely free. Uh, Kevin does a really cool thing when he does autographs too, where he makes a little head sketch remark on there for you too, um, which is a lot of fun as well. Uh, and then additional autographs, he charges $20 on the additional autographs, which is completely reasonable. Uh, we also will have CGC available. So if for those of you that aren't, um, you know, familiar with CGC, it's a grading service, you know, we'll accept submissions, um, where we can send it off to have it encapsulated that stops it from getting damaged or decayed over time. And they put a little grade on there that helps you to kind of, you know, know where the condition is out on the books. It's a really good way so, uh, to preserve your collection. If you by chance recently inherited some old comic books, that might be a good place to I didn't inherit. And unlike normal cons with CGC when they're there by themselves, CGC as a company does not make suggestions or recommendations based on what to submit and what not to submit. But because you're in the mall where the nerd store is at, we will have people there that can give you their personal recommendations on what would be good books to submit and, and not as well. So you'll get a little extra advice there. Um, and one of the really cool things that CGC does is their uh, autograph authentication services, where, for example, if you're getting one of our, you know, our exclusive show covers signed by Kevin Eastman, you can take that to him, have that autographed and remark. And you'll be able to bring it back to the CGC booth where they are going to take it, encapsulate it, ship it back to you. And it's going to come with a nice yellow label that says signed on this date by Kevin Eastman. And it's verified by CGC and it'll keep that verification for as long as it's in that case. Um, and that service will be available uh, for all of our guests, uh, including for uh, authenticating original art. Cool. How much does that cost? Is that a service or like i don't yeah so it, it, it fluctuates a little bit depending on the book being done but typically a and how many you submit um the service itself for a regular label without the um, autograph authentication i believe is about 20 dollars, give or take um the autograph authentication if i recall puts it up to about 30 dollars um on top of it there's a five dollar Invoice fee, that's for anywhere between one to 25 books. So it's five bucks flat for that many books. Uh, and then shipping. Oh. And shipping from Florida, right? Is that, or is that where it goes? Yeah. 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 They just do ground shipping. And do they ship all the books together that you have, or do they do it individually? Books will ship together. So the best oh, okay. thing, I mean, really the best way to get it as many as possible is to submit as many together as you can. Um, cause that buys down your price per book significantly when it's all said and done. Sure. Um, but honestly, I mean, it's, even if you can only do a couple, it's, it's still well worth doing. It makes a really cool display piece. And well, if for any of you that you're on the fence and will just want to see it, if you pop into the nerd store, we have a lot of CGC on display and we can take the time to kind of show you the technology behind it and why we use it and why we trust it and enjoy it. Very cool. Okay. Uh, so as not, far as the other yeah. guests though, um, 
their their expenses and their costs are, are all up to them but you will find a lot of the guests at this show are free autographs and uh which is another thing that's kind of unusual for for you know yeah, for you don't usually con. hear free with comic-con it's just <laughs> right yeah no you're Yep, free right. free entry, free autographs. I mean, you're gonna have a lot of stuff you can do on a budget. I had so many people with the Salt Lake one say, like, "Well, yeah, you pay to get in, but then every panel you have to pay too." Like, no, you don't. Like for some reason, every little thing you do has been associated with paying. Yeah, now that you're only paying to get in, and even with now with your guys's con, you're not even doing that. Nope. So you nope. have and no excuse, people. Our panels are all free. Um, although I will say. Uh, I do expect Kevin Eastman's panel to fill up, so you want to get in line early or get one of those really cool VIP uh, turtle packages to get in because I do expect his to fill. Um, but our panels are all free. We do have a few workshops that will be paid workshops, but those are all ones where you're actually physically getting something from the workshop. But that's cost of materials, though, right? That's for, Yeah, yeah, it's cost of materials, and then we're giving a little bit back to like the artists and stuff that are that are running those workshops for their time, which um, you know to make sure that they that it's worth their time coming out and leaving their booth behind. No, okay, that's cool. That's Very perfectly cool. reasonable. <laughs> I feel like it is. You know, even those events when we, you know, when we say they're paid, they're they're not going to be terribly expensive. All right, so this is April twenty seventh and twenty eighth, and yep. it's at the Valley Fair Mall in West Valley, Utah. It's it lots of parking, lots of entrances. Very uh, very good tracks access as well. So yep. I would highly recommend public trans. Public transportation is good. There's lots of okay. So this is good. This is actually the coolest thing about this convention. Food is actually reasonable, and it's good food, and it's the regular price you'd pay everywhere. So you're not paying nine bucks for a boiled hot dog. Yeah, yeah. You can. There's going to be all sorts of. You know, it's. (laughs) I usually like try to figure out food well in advance because it's. You know, horrible con food is overpriced horrible, horrible. but you guys <laughs> yeah. horrible's in the name right um yeah right right but the but you guys are going to have the food court at the mall you're going to have there's uh, valley fair mall has a ton of oh, great yeah. restaurants olive garden red robin cafe zupas there's a rumby there is um red there's robin of, there's a wingers there there's actually the costco across the street has a great little cafe if you're yeah, on just a budget go and you want some good stuff too. 50 there you go you got lunch yeah. man yep and you got the whole food court there. So, yeah, there is there is plenty of food options. That should also give a lot shorter food lines than you're used to at cons, too, because there's so many more options to for yeah. people to get. And Generally uh, speaking, you have to decide, all right, I have and, an hour till lunch. What line do I want to wait in? Right. And even the parking is free. So you're not, no, no, not going to get there and find a whole bunch of hidden fees that you uh, that you have to contend with. Very cool. This is this This convention is like the least barrier of entry to any convention there. That's and, the whole point. And I mean, yeah. go online, pre-register your ticket, let them know you're coming. It will get you. It, and that's that's the hardest thing you're going to have to do is to register yeah. for a ticket. Well, show show up. up. No, not even that. Either, like we said, there's tracks, there's parking. I know, but there's... registering happens in my house. Showing up happens. <laughs> that's where. So what you're saying is they have to put on activity. pants to show up so it makes it more difficult thing is you should put on pants yeah or oh. or just appropriate tights for a cosplay and then you don't really need pants. <laughs> dance Wear belt, a guard man. please dance belt please yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 good call good call <laughs> last thing i'd tell everybody to do um make sure you like us on facebook uh just wasatch comic-con on facebook facebook.com slash wasatch con you can also go to wasatchcon.com you can read a little bit more about all of our guests uh, we actually have quite a few that aren't on the website yet too that you can find on Facebook and more announcements that we got coming. 
Um, we have a frequently asked questions uh, link on there that gives you some more details and some more information. Um, you can share it around on social media. That would help us a ton. Invite all the people to the events and all that stuff that you can. You know, hit, reach out if you have any connections within, uh, you know, any local media or anything that would like, you know, that you think might be interested. Reach out. Tell them you want to see us on there. Tell me. Tell them you want to see a human interest story. All that kind of stuff. So the more buzz we can get about this, that really, really helps us out. Yeah, definitely uh, check that out. Not only like their page on Facebook, but also hit the drop down arrow and tell Facebook that you want to see their posts first. That way That'd you be can great, yes. be kept up to date and you'll actually see all the posts because Facebook's kind of turning into the mafia. Oh, you want people to see your post? You're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not, you're not kidding. It has done that. Yep, yep. So uh, make sure to support these guys. They are doing this. Everything with this is about the fans. It's not about you know making a celebrity $150 per autograph. It's about making memories and making uh, really cool experiences with these creators. Uh, if you are, if you want to be a creator, what better place to be than a convention surrounded by creators? If oh, yeah, you these, have, these are the guys to talk to. Yeah, if you have children or friends who want to be creators, what better way to get inspired or to learn the tricks of the trade? Uh, I mean, workshops and panels. Yeah, come check these guys out, April twenty seventh, twenty eighth at the Valley Fair Mall. Uh, check out their social media and their website. And uh, while you're there, come find us. We'll be there. We are going to have tickets to give away to go see Infinity War that weekend. So, I mean, get your double nerd on. Uh, so, if Don't worry. Uh, the tickets are for the 28th, so after con. You. So, yeah. you're yeah. not missing af- anything. After con, yeah. So, the 28th. Uh, but, ma- yeah, make sure that make sure you come find us. We will be there. We will be there in force. I'm planning on being there all day, both days. Nope. So, uh, well, you, you guys have work to do. I, I, I've got a cushy government job. What can I say? Oh um, no, I'm never mind. Off mic conversation. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's right. There's, you guys, you also have that screening. There's that. There's that little indie film that's coming out that uh, we got that you bought a we got tickets for. for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we'll be there pretty much the entire time. Um, all right. So, <laughs> so you can support. Off mic. Oh well. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So if, if you're like, this is a free con, what do I do with all this money? Well, I'll tell you what. You can head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast. Take all the money wow, that you that's thought low. you were going to spend there. <laughs> that's low. That was, a, that was a segue for the ages, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to find a way to trans. But anyway. Oh, I applaud it. Well done. Well done, sir. <laughs> All right, you can head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and become a supporter of the show. Um, supporters of the show get to pick what our random fandom topics are. This uh, On April 22nd, we are going to be recording about We Stand on Guard by Brian K. Vaughn. It's a story where the U.S. runs out of water and has to go to Canada for help. I don't. I wouldn't describe it like that. Well, help, going for help seems like a strong word for invasion. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want yeah, to spoil anything, so it's like in the first page of the book. I'm it plugging. Much. I'm plugging it the way my local comic book store owner did. America runs out of water, so they invade Canada, and it's from Canada's perspective. All right, we stand on guard. April twenty second. Let us know what you think about it. Tell me if tell me if uh, invasion is too strong of a word or not. I mean, I haven't read it yet. So, uh, also at this moment, none of us have read it. So. If, in you your, own uh, it. you own I, it. I know it's on my. I have, and it's not too strong of a word. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, uh, in if you're America, gonna post, if you're gonna post reviews early, try to keep them spoiler free for those of us who have not read. If it. you're yeah. if you're going to post reviews early, 
send them to feedback at fandompodcast.com and you can in put the it subject in line spo- put spoilers spoil- no you can put it in as many spoilers as you want because that email comes to me and i will wait until we get closer oh. to spoil nick and jeff on those so uh f- yeah that's our feedback feedback at fandompodcast.com you can join our facebook group the fandom maniacs have a lot of cool conversation going on over there or you know if you want to support us with affiliate links we have an audible link a cbs link and an amazon link all in the show notes or on the website fandompodcast.com slash support so until next time wasatchcon it's free you have no excuse i'm with that guy may the fandom be with you